Welcome to a brand new series of the Girl About the Globe podcast. We're now into series three and I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who's been listening to the episodes. I started this podcast in April, can you believe it? To try and help you to travel solo and six months later, as much as travel is still restricted, let's keep the dream of travel alive. So I hope that series three will inspire you to visit destinations that you may never have thought of before. The series kicks off with Scotland and on episode 45 I interview Sonia Thompson to tell us about solo female travel in Scotland. Sonia is originally from New Zealand and runs the blog Migrating Miss. She has been living in Edinburgh for the last few years and gives us insider tips into exploring this gorgeous country. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. So welcome to a dose of inspiration for the solo traveller. This week's interview is with Sonia Thompson. Sonia is originally from New Zealand and is going to give us an insight into travelling Scotland as a solo female. Hi Sonia, great to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you too. Before we start talking about Scotland, can you just tell me a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, I'm originally from New Zealand and I've been traveling for probably as long as I can remember. I love moving places so that I can get a real idea for a new place. Um, So Scotland was just one of those places I decided to move to a couple of years ago. So what was the attraction for Scotland? Well, a lot of Kiwis go on their uh, OE or overseas experience to the UK most of them end up in London, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, I just knew way too many people in London, so I decided to head north to Scotland. It's also where my family's originally from. When you were there, did you meet many other women travelling solo? I did, actually. Um, one of the first things I did was join a meetup group, which was for solo women who had moved to Edinburgh as well. And that's how I met some really good friends. And then you can always meet other solo female travellers and backpackers, of course. That's interesting. So how did you find that? Is it just solo meetup or what, what was the website that you looked for? Yeah, Meetup is a website and they have all sorts of different groups and one of them was just called International Girls in Edinburgh or something like that. So I basically went along to a bar one night for an evening someone had organised and met a bunch of other people who had also moved there recently. That's a great idea. I only went to one in the end because I met so many great people from that. I never needed to go back. I just stayed in touch with the friends I'd met there. That's all you need, isn't it? So how did the culture differ from New Zealand? It's kind of hard to say because, well, it's similar in a lot of ways. Did you feel really comfortable there? Did you find it easy to... I feel like everyone's welcoming there, so it's really fit in. Um, Having a sort of British background, I guess, um, in New Zealand made it easy for me. There was so many people who live in Edinburgh from all over the world. It's actually quite a cosmopolitan sort of place, just on a lot smaller scale than London. So it was really easy to fit in and to pick up any kind of cultural things as well. Edinburgh definitely has, I think, that more international feel to it. They have so many festivals there going on throughout the year and that sort of thing. So there's always things going on with people coming from other places as well. And a lot of people move there, I think, for work um, from both around Scotland, around the UK and from Europe. So I think that's why it's probably a bit more international and I was going to ask you what would you do in the evenings if you were there by yourself but you just said there's a lot of festivals there there's meetup groups 
If you're by yourself, I would suggest you can join things like, uh, there's a lot of tours that go on. So they have free tours from the Royal Mile, which is in the centre of Edinburgh, and you can go on like a ghost tour or there's a, a literary pub tour because there's very famous authors from Edinburgh. So they take you around all the places in the books and those sort of things. And that will give you a chance to meet people. Then usually you can join them in the pub for a drink afterwards, <laughs> which is a very typical Scottish thing to do. Is it whiskey, the traditional drink in Scotland? Whiskey, yeah. Whiskey without the E. <laughs> so... Um, I didn't drink a lot of whiskey, but it's definitely the drink of choice, I think, if you want liquor in Scotland. Okay, because I know you can do whiskey tours as well, can't you? You can do whiskey tours around the country. Yeah, you can. There is a whiskey tour just in Edinburgh, and then there's also all sorts of tours you can do around the country to different distilleries uh, and that sort of thing as well. It sounds really interesting, actually. Is it quite easy to get around? I guess Edinburgh being a city is quite easy, but what about the rest of the country? So there's train links to all the major cities and then there's buses to other places as well. I would definitely try and get out of the city if you can. Heading north is where you're going to get the most beautiful scenery. You could just take a train ride and you'll see it straight away as soon as you get out of the city. To get to some of the islands, which are also amazing, it's easier if you have a car or maybe to join a tour if you don't have the time to sort of look at all the different bus schedules and wait the buses to get to where you need to be. But there's lots of tours from Edinburgh up into the Highlands for just a day or for a few days. So you can always join those. Okay. I know there's a there's a tour bus as well called Haggis Adventures, which um, that's like a hop on, hop off bus. I think that's quite a good way to, yeah. to get around. Yeah. There's a few companies in Edinburgh. There's um, Haggis Adventures and I know Rabbi's Tours as well are a couple of the major ones and they'll take you all sorts of places all over Scotland and they can do long tours as well for some of the um, islands that are a lot further out. So that's a really good option if you have the time. I guess when you think of Scotland, you don't really think of visiting islands. So that's like an added bonus, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would actually say, if possible, try and visit them because uh, the Isle of Skye is one that ranks really highly up in the top islands around the world, actually, um, and it, it doesn't disappoint. Uh, there's also islands further out that I didn't make it to, past the Isle of Skye to the west of Scotland. And then you've also got, on the other side, in the northeast, Orkney and the Shetlands, which have a lot of Viking history and they're actually quite close to Norway. So it gives you another sort of added historical thing and the scenery there is just amazing as well. So if you only had two weeks, I don't know if two weeks would be long enough actually, but what, what would your perfect itinerary be in Scotland? <laughs> I guess if you like to travel slowly, so to get more of an idea of a place, I would pick either the islands to the west or the islands to the northeast and I would head there um, and on the way you could do things like Loch Ness and also Glencoe is an amazing drive um, with beautiful scenery and you could do that on your way to those places. Um, if you travel fast <laughs> then you could try and fit it all in, it's definitely possible. Um, but mainly to head up to the highlands and to make it at least to one of the islands if possible within those two weeks. And I know when I think of Scotland, I think of men wearing kilts and bagpipes. <laughs> is, is that quite common? 
It is actually. Um, I kind of say that Scotland lives up stereotypes, but in a good way. So you will see men in kilts on the street all the time. <laughs> there will be bagpipes playing all the time. And there is haggis and on all the menus. So it's, it's great, though, because <laughs> but it's definitely true. <laughs> I used to walk to work every day past bagpipers wearing kilts. So. <laughs> that's funny so you've just covered a really really good itinerary for two weeks but are there any hidden gems or places that you would say that you really should not miss off an itinerary um oh it's so hard I think Glencoe definitely okay. um it's basically um a, a Glen <laughs> it's just the most amazing scenery and you pretty much can only drive two ways north or go two ways north um, so you're most likely to go through Glencoe if you're heading up that side of the country. It's to the west. The other one is if you do have the time to head up to the Shetland Isles. I'm a little bit biased because my family's from there originally. But I think a lot of people make it as far as Orkney and don't head on to Shetland, which is um, is just really beautiful. And it has some of the oldest Viking ruins in the world. And there's a place that I went to where you can see the houses from the Bronze Age and medieval times and then the picked houses as well who were the people before the Vikings um, and it's just all built on top of each other and just blows your mind <laughs> how much history there is in Scotland. So. And is the Loch Ness Monster myth still quite big there? <laughs> it is. If you go to Loch Ness they will um, offer to take you out on a boat and see if you can spot Nessie. It's a lot of fun and it's it's a beautiful lake or lock anyway and there is a castle as well that you can see so it's definitely worth going for just for the novelty I guess um, but it is beautiful as well and and you might lucky some of the locals maintain that there is a Loch Ness Monster so you might see it. <laughs> you said before it's quite easy to get around because there's buses and trains and you can hire a car as well. Yeah, that's right. So there is train lines to the major cities, so Aberdeen and Inverness and Fort William, I think. <laughs> but otherwise, you can definitely get buses for a pretty good price around the country. If you're wanting to go to some of the more remote areas, then I'd recommend taking a tour or um, hiring your own car if you can. But if you're by yourself, it can be a little bit more difficult to do that. And I guess that's a good way to meet other people, isn't it, is to go on the, the hop on, hop off bus tours. or Definitely, definitely um, a good way to meet people. And even just if you go on a day tour, um, it kind of gives you that, that social part when you come back to Edinburgh or back to Glasgow, wherever you're staying as well. So you can all go out to the pub together. Is there anywhere that you would avoid? Honestly, no. I don't think so. I think I always felt safe there. I think it's a fairly safe destination for people to travel on their own. Obviously, just all the normal things apply when, when you're somewhere. <laughs> it is just the British pound. Okay. It is the same um, England, but they do have their own banknotes. And it's a, an interesting thing. If you get the Scottish banknotes and you take them to England, sometimes the shops don't like to take them very much. <laughs> um, but it is legal tender. It is exactly the same. It just looks a little bit different. I actually prefer the Scottish banknotes because they're a lot more colourful than the English ones. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had to describe Scotland in three words, which words would you choose? I would choose breathtaking and historical and... The third one I was really struggling with, <laughs> um, probably 
just like fun. There's so many great festivals and everything going on there all the time. In August, if you can make it, they have the Fringe Festival, which is all the all these comedy acts for an entire month. And there's pop-up bars everywhere and there's free shows and paid shows and it's just great. And and uh, at New Year, they have Hogmanay, which is the Scottish word for New Year. So And it goes for several days. <laughs> so it's a really great celebration. Um, and Edinburgh loves fireworks. So there's a lot of really great fireworks <laughs> um, around Hogmanay and during festival as well. If you're by yourself heading to Edinburgh then, it's guaranteed that there's going to be a lot of other people by themselves there as well at that time because it's so popular and you'll definitely find people to go out with and and enjoy the festival. And then go to a pub. So what would you say to somebody who is thinking about going... Who is thinking about going... (laughs) For a pint. (laughs) Yeah. What, What would you say to somebody who's thinking about going to Scotland but is a bit unsure about it? I would say that you definitely won't regret it, so you should just go. (laughs) Like I said before, if you're nervous about it, there's any number of tours that you could join just for a few days to give yourself a taster so that you can see a bit of the country. And also, I mean, if you speak English, they speak English kind of, so (laughs) you won't have too much of a problem like if if you're going somewhere else, so... It's a good choice for someone to go on their own and have a little taste of travelling by themselves. Great. And just before we wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to add about Scotland? I don't know. I just, I fell in love with Scotland when I lived there and I I just recommend everyone to really go and, and see what it's about. I think it's really great. That's the other thing I guess I could add about Scotland is that the people are, are really great. They'll strike up conversations with you. Uh, you, you shouldn't even be nervous about going to the pub by yourself because just go sit at the bar and the bartender will talk to you. <laughs> so you have information about Scotland on your blog, do you? I do. I have information about moving to the UK in general because that's what I know a lot of Kiwis and Australians want to do, uh, and but in particular about Scotland. So both about uh, moving there to live and also just about travelling around there and, and how it's a great base to travel the rest of Europe. Okay, fantastic. And where can people go to find out more about you? To my website, which is migratingmiss.com. Also on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook under the same name, at migratingmiss. Fantastic. So I'll put a link to your blog and all your social media below as well. So Sonia, thank you so much for joining me today. And I wish you every success in the future. Thank you very much for having me. I hope that this episode has inspired you to go to Scotland. If it has, check out the Solo Travel in Scotland guide on the Get About the Globe website. And I'll see you next week for the next episode. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.